Hi, and welcome to the Becoming Trauma-Informed podcast, where we help you understand how your past painful experiences are affecting your current reality and how you can shift those so you can create your desired future. I'm Dr. Lee, and both myself and our team at the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety are excited to support you on your journey. We talk about all the things on this podcast. No topic gets left uncovered. So extending a content warning to you before we get started. If you notice yourself getting activated while listening, invitation to take care of yourself and to pause, skip ahead a bit, or just check out another episode. Let's dive in. Hey y'all, what's up? Okay, I'm just laughing because I have two places in which I can record podcasts and typically when I don't have guests, I just do them in one place. And as I was starting to do it, I was like two minutes in and my computer was like, your internet connection is unstable. And I was like, same girl, same. (laughs) So hi, welcome to this week's episode. What I was saying actually before my internet decided to have a minty bee, as my good friend Kelly would say, is I was talking about how I recently changed my room setup for my mental health. So I wasn't in the corner And I moved my desk under the window and there's sun and there's light and there's all these things. And it's so much easier to focus because I can't see like the only things I can see are like ambient, nice things as opposed to everything going on in my room behind me because I record in our bedroom. And then I realized that whenever I record, you can see there's laundry on our bed and you can see if a kid walks in our room and you can see, you know, all these things. And I was like, maybe I should move. And I was like, no. No, we're not doing that (laughs) because we're comfortable here and we keep talking to people about masking and unmasking and actually being ourselves. And like, we don't typically wear makeup at home. We don't typically do these things. We don't need the filters. We don't need to like blur stuff out. This is how things look. And if we decide that we need to shift something around because we want to, cool. If we decide we want to wear makeup that day, cool. But like, We're not doing this just because we think, what will other people think? Well, now other people think, okay, great. Lee dumps laundry on her bed and does it on her bed. And also her kids walk in and they color on her chalkboard and all those things. And that it is what it is. So hi, welcome. And you might be like, why are we talking about this? Well, we're talking about this because I had no idea. It's been interesting. Normally I know what I want our podcast to be about. And actually we have the season planned out through August at this point. But this week I was like, I don't know what this episode is. The last three weeks I've had trouble coming up with content. I knew that I wanted them to be about our ADAPT launch, which is our five-day free event, community event that started yesterday, Monday, May 22nd. So today's day two, if you're listening to this come out, you are not too late. You can still totally join us. It's I'm sure it's going amazingly because I don't know how it couldn't. There's hundreds of people signed up and you can join us on Zoom or in our Facebook group, whichever makes you feel more comfortable. So I'll make sure that link is in the the show notes below. And, you know, I've been thinking about content for this and I was thinking about, okay, well, the event is about trauma and recovery, right? We're recording this trauma and co- recovery course live and then doing some bonus Q&A stuff after each day. And, you know, I'm looking through the five stages of this trauma and recovery model that we've created, ADAPT, right? A is awareness. D is discovery. A is accountability. P is possibility. And then T is transformation. And so I was thinking about day one and 
like almost not day one, but day zero. Like what makes people sign up? And I was thinking about the fact that one of the biggest barriers to people not doing trauma recovery work is not realizing that what they've gone through is traumatic. And one of the reasons that we don't oftentimes know that what we've gone through is traumatic, like all the little stuff, all the psychological traumas or like the paper cuts compared to the sledgehammers. We don't realize that those things are traumatic because a lot of times we've just been so invalidated around them, around how they felt for us, around how we interpreted the experience that like we've stopped feeling our feelings because we don't think that it makes sense for us to feel our feelings around these things because other people have told us like these things aren't a big deal or these things don't really matter. And I know that this is a thing, especially here in America, because of two words that are the most common things you hear when people either check in on you around your feelings or if they just are kind of greeting you in a pleasant way, right? Like in a socially acceptable way. And it's the words okay and fine. Now, I hate these words. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty strong sentiment. I really, really, I wish we could strike these words from the English language. I really do. Here's why. The word okay means nothing. The word okay means nothing, right? That word originally meant I'm steady, I'm stable, I'm not good, not bad. I'm straight, right? That's what okay originally meant. And now we use okay when it's just an answer we give people, right? We ask people, are you okay? And and we have this conversation in our house. The two words that you're not allowed to say in our house, we don't care if you say cuss words. The two words that we really like reframe when we say them is okay and fine. So if the kids come up and say, are you okay? I'm like, I need a better question. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, none of us are okay. None of us are okay right now. Okay means nothing. Okay is basically like, I don't know how to answer you, or I don't feel safe answering you, or I don't, I, like, I don't have the capacity to even like check in with myself to see what I'm feeling or how I'm doing. And so I'm just saying, okay, so that we can be done or because that's a socially acceptable answer. You know, I was joking with one of my coaches, mentors, Bethany before this. And she was like, when we take CPR and first aid as healthcare providers, the one of the first things you're supposed to do when you come across somebody who may be in distress is to run up to them and like tap them very aggressively and say, are you okay? Are you okay? Well, so what that tells me is, is that what I'm asking is, are you alive? Are you alive? Are you breathing? Do you exist? Are you here still with us on this planet? Like, that's what okay means. And it's just, it's not a good question. It's not a helpful question. It's not an attuned question. Because what am I supposed to say? Yes or no? Well, maybe I'm hanging in over here, but like this part of my life really sucks. Or like maybe I'm doing really good over here and really not great over here. And so like, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. And a lot of us have just learned when people ask us if we're okay to say, yeah. What do we say? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And we'll get to fine in a minute. I got words for fine too. But like, we could ask such better questions. Like, hey, what's going on in your life today? Right? Hey, 
Mm, I saw you got that that job. Wow. I feel really happy thinking about that. Do you feel happy about it? Or like what other, like what else are you feeling about it? How, like, what is that? One of the other questions I love to ask is like, how's the weather inside? And so okay is like this vacuum. It's just, it doesn't give us information. So whenever anybody asks me if I'm okay, I'm like, what do you mean? How? And they're always like, wait, what? Right? And I do say, I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I just, I want to know how things were going for you. And I'm like, oh, like in general or at work or like what, you know? And I think a lot of times people are, they get thrown off. I'm like, if you're going to ask a question, I'm going to clarify and I'm going to make sure I'm answering your question. But like, I don't know how to answer that question. The other thing is when we ask that question, I think a lot of times we ask it when we are not ready to actually pay attention to an answer. We use it more as like a greeting than we do as an actual question. And I think that's damaging to relationships, honestly, because I'm not really seeing you. I'm not really hearing you. Like if you say I'm doing really bad, am I going to stop in the hallway and be like, oh, what's going on right No. Like I was saying that as like, hey, how are you type thing? You okay? You good? I'm not really looking for connection. Like I'm just doing a casual thing there versus, and this is something that I used to do at the hospital when I worked there all the time. And something that also one of my children is gifted at doing. (laughs) I'll tell you both these stories. When I worked at the hospital, a lot of times my office ended up being the quote unquote, like the cry room, right? Like there were nurses and, and other staff members who would come in there on a pretty frequent basis and be like, I just need to take a break for a second. Or like, I just need to vent something, or I just need to get out of that space for a minute. And like a lot of times I'd end up crying or I would walk onto a unit and I would sit down and I would talk with the other staff and I would be like, Hey, what's up? How's life? They'd be like, Oh, it's okay. That vo- Do you hear that tone? It's okay. And I would look at them and I would like look at them. I would see them and I'd be like, Oh, you sure? Right. And they would all of a sudden, like that armor would just drop and they'd be like, actually, you know, I'm having a really tough time here. Or like, oh, like this thing happened or, or they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, like, I'm, can I tell you something? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, I'm pregnant. Or like, I, I got another job offer, right? They're saying, okay, because they don't feel safe sharing whatever feelings they're having. And it was really, really a beautiful opportunity to be able to like sit down and actually see them and be like, no, I want to really know. I really want to know underneath of that and to give them my full attention. And I just learned this today. The word attention means to stretch toward. So basically what I was doing is I was actually stretching towards them and like making that reach of No, I'm not just asking because I don't really want to connect with you. I am moving toward you. And so I would love for you to move toward me back. When our youngest was three, I always laugh when I say our youngest because seven minutes youngest. Born seven minutes after our middle child. One of our twins, the younger twin. When they were three, they were in the grocery store with me and they were so empathetic, so empathetic, empathic, really. Like they could feel other people and we can all feel other people. We can all feel other people. We all have that ability when we really like allow it to be 
turned up and tuned in. So we're in the grocery store and and this kid walks up to a, a stranger and tugs on his pants. And they're like, you okay? Right? Because we used to say that back then. Are you okay? We say that to kids a lot. You okay? Right? How do they answer that? Anyway, I digress. Back to the story. She said, you okay? And he was like, I'm fine. And she was like, no. She looked this man dead in his eyes and was like, no. He started crying, y'all. He started crying in the gosh darn grocery store. And, I, and at this point, I was not a trauma-trained human. I, I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he just like grabbed her and like quickly walked away. Now I would be like, oh, what's going on? Right? I could hold space for that now. I did not have the capacity to do that then. I share that part because honestly, we, we know how to be attuned when we're kids. We're really good at actually, you know, the vast majority of children, everyone's different. There's a spectrum. And the vast majority of children are actually really tuned into emotionally, like what's going on around them and also what's going on inside of them. They're really good at it. And then society just kind of conditions them out of that. So that's okay, right? That's the word okay. <laughs> I don't mean it's okay that they get it to, that they get conditioned out of it. I mean, that's what I have to say on okay. Now let's talk about fine. Fine is, is similar to okay and it's not. Because when we respond, I'm fine, what we're doing is typically taking the average of the experiences that we're currently having and just like giving it to someone, right? Now, fine is I'm saying this not because I don't know what I'm feeling, but because I'm feeling so much that I just don't even know how to put words on that. Oh, if okay is a vacuum, like fine is like a, a dam. It's all dammed up. And it's like, how do I, I'm like good and bad and also angry and sad and frustrated and scared, like happy and excited. Like I'm a lot of stuff. And I think we use fine because if somebody is just casually passing and saying, Hey, how are you? Or like, are you okay? For you to be like, well, I'm kind of scared, but I'm kind of angry, but I'm kind of sad, but I'm kind of happy, but I'm kind of excited. Like people would be like, whoa. And this is actually something I've realized is that I'm not typically just feeling one feeling. I'm typically feeling several feelings at a time. And to try to communicate that to somebody who I know isn't really asking because they care, it's not worth it. So that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I don't say I'm fine because I'm not. I'm not fine necessarily. I'm not so-so. I'm I'm a lot of things. And so that's why I'm like, I'm here. I'm feeling the feelings. I'm here. And people would laugh when I'd say that. And that felt like a much truer statement. There's a lot going on. And I'm here. What can I do for you? Did you need something? Right? That's what I would say. Funnily enough, I think a lot of people are like, well, I just say fine because I don't want to put my bad mood or I don't want to put my whatever on someone else. And and here's what I want to share with you is you are allowed to have a rainy disposition <laughs> and it's not your responsibility to make sure that everyone else gets to keep their sunshine, right? Like it's their responsibility to keep their sunshine. And maybe they can even share a little bit of their sunshine with you. And also... 
maybe you showing up in a rainy kind of mood is helpful because they don't, they've never seen somebody show up in a rainy kind of mood and just like be in those feelings. This is something we're starting to practice in our house where, you know, we used to, we used to isolate ourselves when we were feeling really big feelings. My husband would isolate himself when he was feeling anger or sadness. I would isolate myself. The kids, we would isolate. We'd be like, well, you know, if you can't calm down, go to your room. And we've stopped doing that. And we're just like, you know what? We are all humans who are allowed to have all of our feelings. We are allowed to have all of our feelings. As long as we are not hurting or harming other people, we are allowed to have our feelings. And hurting or harming other people, I mean, actively hurting or harming, not like, oh, you know, you're crying is, 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 is hard for me to handle. No, that's not, I'm not hurting you. You get to decide if you want to set a boundary around being in the same space with me while I cry, but like, I'm not hurting you by crying. Now, if I'm walking up to you and screaming in your ear and you're like, hey, that really hurts. Like, I'm going to just slide over a little bit. And then I like move back towards you and start screaming in your ear again. That is hurtful, harmful. And that's where we can set a boundary of like, hey, you're allowed to cry. And also, if you keep screaming in my ear, like I'm, I'm going to need to back off, like back up, move away. It's not that I'm disconnecting from you. It's just that that hurts. Right? So this is really important because if you have been raised in a way where you identifying your feelings or you outwardly showing your feelings is that feels really scary to you, then you probably have a lot of trauma around feeling, you know, trauma disconnects us from our bodies. Trauma is, is isolating because it says, Hey, cut that part of yourself off, cut that part of yourself off. Shame does that too. And so if you've been told your entire life, like, don't express that emotion, don't express that emotion, don't tell people you're feeling that, oh, don't let people know about that, then you don't know how to feel anything but fine or communicate anything but fine. And if that feels scary to you to show people that you're not in a good mood or to show people that you're having a, a rainy day, I always like to remember this example. This, this was something that was really fascinating for me a couple of years back when I was in my second entrepreneurial journey, third, fourth, I don't know, you know, and I was selling the right planner. I used to have to go to the post office a lot, a lot. And so when we would go to the post office, I'd be physically mailing things. And there was one post office that I typically like did not go to. And it was because the workers there were like kind of cranky. And one of the workers, when you would walk into that post office, they would and you'd say, hey, how are you? She'd say, not that good. Like you'd expect her to say, not that bad. Not bad. She'd say, not good. She'd be like, whoa. That was the first time I had ever heard anybody answer like that. And she would say it each time. And at first I was like, well, I don't want to go to that post office because she's always in a bad mood. And then I was like, well, but is she's not being unkind to me. She's doing her job. She's She's not harming me. She's just saying she's not in a good mood. And like, that's her choice. It's her choice to decide that her feelings mean that she's not in a good mood. And who am I to like judge her for that? It's not my job to make other people happy. It's not my job to, to change other people so that they have sunny days, right? Other people get to decide if they have sunny days or not. That's not, that's not my responsibility. As long as I'm not hurting or harming someone, as long as I'm not like throwing buckets of water on somebody or casting a thunderstorm over their head. I wish I had that power, but like 
you know, as long as I'm not the one causing the rain, they can have rainy days and that's okay. And I just wanted to share that because I think that that's something that in our society we're so against. And I shared this in a post on our wall. You know, if if we are unwilling to feel those really, really negative feelings or to be like, you know what? Today's a freaking tornado. Today's a thunderstorm. Today's a hurricane. Like, I am not good. I am not feeling it. Or if we're not willing to have those days of like, I feel really confused. I can't even tell what I'm feeling, but like there's a lot of feelings inside me and I'm going to like journal them out or, or move or go, you know, work out or whatever I do in order to feel my feelings, which we'll talk about how you can feel your feelings in ADAPT this week. And if I'm not willing to experience those emotions, those ones or twos on the 10 point scale, guess what? I'm probably not going to feel nines or tens either because our emotional range gets limited in either direction. So the closer we try to stay to okay and the closer we try to stay to fine, the harder it is to actually live a life that has some really, really amazing feelings in it. It's hard to have that perfect sunny day. We just had that perfect sunny day here. It was like 75 degrees and sunny but with a little bit of clouds and a nice breeze and like it's a perfect day. It's hard to have those perfect days if you're not willing to feel the less than ideal days. And I wanted to just share that because I think that this is a really big place that trauma comes into play. And on that recovery journey, guess what? One of the things you do is you start being, you start actually feeling your feelings start actually owning what doesn't work for you. You start actually saying if somebody's like, hey, are you okay? You're like, no, no, I'm not. Because none of us, honestly, after these last three, four years, even if you're having a really great stretch or you've, you know, you've, you're like, wow, my life is better than it's ever been. There are parts that were not okay there in your past. And there are parts that probably don't feel very okay right now. That don't feel like average. We are humans that get to have a variety of emotional experiences and we get to have more than one emotional experience at once. And I think that owning that is a true, truly important piece of the trauma recovery journey is not making us wrong for feeling feelings, helping us actually like feel safe being seen and heard around those feelings and us learning how to really start paying attention to other people and hold space for them when they are having feelings that they maybe have deemed bad or wrong. And like when they say they're okay or they respond that they're fine, being like, are you sure? Because if you're not, I have the capacity to hold space for you for a minute. I can be that safe space for you. You don't have to pretend to be okay with me. You don't have to pretend to be fine with me. So that's what I have for y'all today. I'm a little fired up. (laughs) It's a little spicy about it. And I really do hope you join us and adapt. We're going to have the ADAPT course live up for two weeks following Friday, so into mid-June. And then after that, it's going to become a paid course. So I highly recommend if it's something that you you think you might enjoy, hop in with us. There's going to be replays. We're giving away some really fun gifts and merch and all the things. And, you know, you get to feel your feelings and you get to feel safer feeling your feelings. And you get to like never tell people you're fine again if you don't want to. 
And you also get to stop asking people if they're okay and start saying like, hey, what's going on in your life right now? Or if it's just a simple greeting, being like, hey, good to see you. We don't have to ask questions that we don't want the answers to. We don't have to ask questions that set other people up to give us superficial answers. We don't have to do that. I love you all. I hope to see you in ADAPT and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Invitation to head to our show notes to check out the offers and connections we mentioned, or you can just head straight over to instituteforTrauma.com and hop in our email list so that you never miss any of the cool things that we're doing over at the Institute. Invitation to be well and to take care of yourself this week, and we'll see you next time.